Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm Santuan. I'm Antoine. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Hey, man, I can't complain, man. They got us sitting around Legends Road like always, man. Yeah. And, um, the lifestyle has always been good to us. It treats us good. So what about you? Hey, man, I can't complain, dog. I just love when we get the opportunity to sit with somebody who go offer some history about the musical scene in Detroit. Because, of course, it's a worldwide show. We from Angster, but that Detroit music scene has always been close to our heart. And then, uh, like, we reach out to so many, many people because yeah. we want everybody to come tell their story. Because it's not and a And then music. start telling the stories, though, right. so other people, right. yeah. Because it's not a music show, but it's a, a lifestyle. Get a, it's a lifestyle show, right. but so many people come through here in music. And today we got one. Uh, before we introduce our guest, you got a word? Yeah, I actually do got a word. My word is uh, diglote, which is spoken, written, or containing similar information in two different languages, which is an adjective. Okay, and I got a noun, which is twapi, a foolish or thoughtless young person. So that's okay. how these, who these guys are running around. You know what I mean? So, man, who we got today, man? Man, we got DJ Butter, right? Hold on, hold on. And then we got the legendary, legendary DJ Butter. You know what I'm saying? And then... He, he bought a surprise to us that he oh, bought. We love gifts. Yeah, we he love gifts. Gifts, gifts to the whole night. night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he brought mud, and we go get into his story too, because he just told us a little bit about who he was. Yeah. And it's like I said, yo, this is gonna be a great Let's history play. lesson. Let's record. Yeah. So thank y'all for coming out, thank man. Thank, thank y'all for coming to the connected yeah. experience, man. Yeah, so sure. butter, go on here, introduce yourself, man. Uh, I go by the name of DJ Butter. Y'all said it already. <laughs> Uh, I put out a couple of albums in Detroit hip hop starting in 1999. I put out an album called Kill the DJ. You know, previously before that, I was in high school doing mixtapes. Oh, we all get into all that. We yeah, get, yeah. But officially, I put a, a project out called Kill the DJ on my own label. Uh, it had uh, Chris Webber's group on there, No Coast, Royster Five Nine was on there. It was it's, it was like a groundbreaking album for Detroit hip hop. It was distributed by a company called Southwest Wholesale. We yeah, definitely know Southwest about Southwest Wholesale. Yeah. They, 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 they were picking up them checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had yeah. they had Street was there. Yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and today, Mud, yes, sir. Could you introduce yourself? Uh, one third of the most incredible act that you've probably ever seen. If you ever seen it, Proof is original member. Shout out to my man Thomzilla. Originally produced by Jay Dilla. Man, I've been banging out music probably since 92, bro. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's when we started. That's when we started in 92, but we was 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we was 10 yeah. in 92. Yeah. We, we, was, so, we was having to go through them trenches, though, just yeah. to, to have Angster respected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, So sure. you you familiar, because uh, I know y'all are really into hip-hop with the Forest Dwellers. And all they that. had the leaves yeah. or changing the colors. colors. Yeah. Now, yeah. them are, uh, so Nation, you know what I'm saying? I love Nation, man, I like a Nation. brother. Uh, we was we was like young then. To them. You know what I'm saying? So they was in high school, seven. 18 and we was, and we was like 10 years, years old, old but we were wow. when we heard that somebody was on the radio from angster we was like yo we, we can do, that. do this yeah man. we got we had, they, it was a show man and rbl posse was coming right and uh it was at the cosmos which is a skating rink now but uh 
we we they wouldn't let us in. So you remember RBL Posse don't yeah, give me no oh, Bama yeah, weed. Yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't let us in because we was too young. But we was like. Nah, dog, we ain't never stopping, bro. One day we go be on the inside of that shit. And it was because of groups like the Forest Dwellers. And then it was a group out our way called the Rat Pack. I got a cousin named uh, Blackie Black. He passed away. God bless the dead. He was our biggest influence. He came through with a, a boom box. Playing you know, his own this, shit. This nigga wanted to, this is at 10. This nigga yeah. wanted to be yeah. an international criminal. criminal. Like he I had, had a plan. plan. Well, he was going to go plan. to the army, well, let yeah. the army send him around the world, learn the different knowledge. languages, get yeah. get the Russian connections, the Peruvian connections, everything. And then my cousin came and through with a boom box, boom playing his own shit. And I never looked at it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Straight up. It. You feel yeah. what I'm wow. saying? But this was happening in 92. So when you said 92, you know what I'm saying? So in a lot of ways, like rap music, Detroit rap music, it saved a nigga's life. Yes, sir. Because he, that was his plan. My plan was. I ain't even I'm 10 nigga I don't even But that nigga told me One day like bro I'm gonna be an International criminal I'm like What, what? <laughs> Yeah yeah But, but like if you look serious. At international crime Now like all them Russian KGB motherfuckers oh. Went to the military They it's got these sex, Yeah they, they, G.I. Joe Yeah That's where well, it that's came from That's what it was That's where it came from That's where it came from We was being G.I. Joe and we Cobra to, yeah, yeah Cobra, Cobra Commander yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 So Butter Let's talk about I mean DJ Butter I'm sorry uh, Like Let's talk about growing up in Detroit because you 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 came up in a time where there was no hip hop scene at one point, right? Right. Uh, well, it was it was starting off like you gotta you gotta give it back to Nat Morris and um, R.J. Watkins. Like, yeah, they were kind of feeding hip hop slowly to us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with my cousin to go come from New York and bring tapes home, I see certain things from them, but. R.J. Watkins and Nat Morris, like they they premiered a lot of the earlier Detroit hip hop stuff. So yeah, right. I, I made it an effort to see that every day. You okay. know what I'm saying to learn my history. So where did you grow up at in the city? Well, I grew up in Highland Park. You know, I went to Park. Highland Look, Park. Look, we spent vacations. I mean, we spent summer vacations. Dear to us, my aunt used to live across the street from the center. Mm. We used to have to go out there every summer. We yeah, waiting we, on the we waiting on that green. Mm. Uh, Ice cream truck with the big ass cookie to cut off the dollar. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? So, yeah. but in Highland Park, like Angster too, it's small. small. Yeah. It's not Detroit, so you got to carve that out yeah. and say, "No, I'm from I'm from here." But you yeah. know, Detroit go get the shine. But right. I'm from right here, dog. You feel those? So, how was it growing up in Highland Park at this time? I mean, uh, you know, coming up from Highland Park, and um, my family was from Puritan. So my my grandmas, both of my grandmas from Puritan, my mother from Puritan, my father from Puritan. So coming up in Highland Park at that time. It was like it was like the Brady Bunch for a second, yeah, you know, to us. But um, once the freeways got it in the middle of it, and, yeah, and you know the tornadoes hit, a lot of stuff changed. Like um, in our time coming up, it was um, you know, the car factories like kind of took our our parents away from us, kidnapped them. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like so. Yeah. The streets was there for us, you know right. what I'm saying? So. So you like one of the first generations of that because that's exactly what happened. I never even looked at it like that. Yeah. Like the car industry yeah. kidnapped the parents and then drugs hit. So that took them yeah. farther away. My, yeah. my rap buddy got killed at 15. So, mm. I mean, you know, we was, we was, we was, man, we had our heart set on getting record deals at 12, 13. And, yeah. Now, what groups what was from the city that was influencing y'all at this uh, point? Uh, food stamp boys at that time. Was, I don't know if y'all. Oh, that's a new one for us. Yeah. Wow! Shout out to the food stamp boys. Um, the inner circle, P. Groove, uh, Sleepy, Sleepy D. D. Yeah. You know, uh, Chaos was he was from Highland Park, from Chaos and Maestro. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's what we had our heart set on, trying to be like Chaos and stuff. Me and my homeboy. So once he got into high school and and the drugs was like really hitting. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because now some teenage millionaires and they like, yeah, fuck all of that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninth grade, he got killed. Yeah, but yeah. yo, uh, but you've been a DJ for a long time because your pops actually y'all went half on some DJ equipment, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Actually, um, it was like a state fair sale. Um, the turntable was like five hundred dollars a piece. You know what I'm saying? And the mixer was like two hundred. So um, he was like, you have your half and show me how serious you is. I was 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, how serious. Like, Boom, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I showed him I had the money. He bought the other turntable, you know what I'm saying? So so, so you, he bought his turntable, you buy yours, you go to the house, obviously you set it up, mm -hmm. get it ready. What's the first record you put on that turntable? Uh, man, it was um, the first record I bought um, – was um L.A. Dream Team. I don't know if you remember that. Um, L.A. Ladies Dream Team. Yeah, Ladies. Was, that was one of the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The but, dream, the dream, the dream yeah. And you know why I fuck with uh, Vince Staples? Because he said when he did, damn, what album he do? He said, I'm not doing nothing at the L.A. Dream Team. This is what rap used to sound like. Yes. And it got, <laughs> yeah. L.A. got to be known for gangster rap. But this that was is later, though. Yeah. L.A. rap right yeah, here. LA and he's just so young. He like, no, nigga, that's what my mom was listening to. This is my real first yeah. influence, these type of groups. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So... How do you know? How do you know? Do? Yeah, like how, how do you know, know that do you want to be a early? DJ? Like, yeah, I mean, like watching. It was back then. You had like uh, Soul Beat, um, uh, Jam Master J. Every time I he come on TV, it was like, you know, I was just stuck. I knew yeah. I had to be stuck because everybody was around me shooting, killing. Yeah, right. Road. So it was like, damn, if I'm gonna live, let me find something to live for. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So every time he he got on TV, man, it was like, I mean, one time. Um, Russell Simmons Fat Jam came on TV and um oh wow you know Boss was on there like, yeah she from Highland Park right no nah, she she from Detroit uh, but uh, but yeah I, you know what I'm saying yeah she know the hood you yeah. know what I'm saying but uh but like that day man that that saved my life just being there watching it just, watching yeah. it my homeboys was going to jail you know what I'm saying it was right stealing cars all all types of stuff it was going on like heavy you know what I'm saying so. So I, I kind of took that, like, man, let me go ahead and stay close to my music, especially after my homeboy got killed. Yeah, because that's devastating. You know what what I always say, too, people fail to realize when, uh, especially small cities or small neighborhoods, it's yeah. family-orientated. When, when, when murders and stuff happen to teenagers, or period, but teenagers, that shit trickled down yeah. to the elementary. Yes. Because these, are so, these families and shit in these neighborhoods are so close-knit that it's like, Yo, we can't believe that. And that's when the light go on for some people. Like, oh, this this real life. Like, right, he ain't yeah. coming back. Right, 15, like, yeah. this, this real life. Like, I remember being in uh, eighth grade. Uh, we went to Blanchett. They tore it down. But this the school in Angster. Mm -hmm. And it just was so much turmoil going on in the city. And when I look back, I'm like, that shit affected the junior high. When a, a young lady had got, she snuck out the house. And went to a pool hall with an older cat. And the older cat, he like an OG nigga. They get killed in the parking lot. Wow. But she was in ninth grade. So she just came from the junior high at the high school. It fucked the whole school City system up, bro. It fucked the whole school system up. And I'm like, that's how Trauma. you in class thinking about your tests and like you man. look over and Kim ain't there no more. You feel what I'm saying? Like them small, that shit be fucking people up, bro. And people don't even realize it. That's when something be like, I ain't never getting involved. In that, or one nigga be like, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I want to be like that. You feel what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that inner city, man, it's a it's an animal, and people don't realize it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you obviously realize it because you of said course. I'm going the music route. Yeah. The music route. Now at this time, and how are you being introduced to hip hop, mud? Because you named a bunch of Detroit heavy hitters, but at some point, y'all had to come up and become this. They had to. You know, you, you name Proof, you name Dilla. These are right. people you running with on a regular basis that you knew since second grade. But, like, right. how do you know that this is what you want to do? Well, I started in gospel. Yeah. Gospel so, rap or just gospel, gospel singing in yeah. the choir. Okay. Like, Us too. Second tenor. You feel me? Uh, we was alto. Westside Missionary <laughs> Baptist Church. That's what got me started. That's what basically allowed me to cut my teeth, get up in front of people, speak. You know what I'm saying? Mama pushing me, boy, get on up there, grandma. You better, yeah. you know what I'm saying, granny. <laughs> right, right. You but so, no better out of bears the family. Not the yeah. family, and I come from a family of entertainers. So yeah. my mother was in Donovell and the Coiliers. Okay. I don't know if y'all know about Donovell and the Coiliers, but uh, that was like the super gospel uh, choir. I'm talking about charting. My mother charted like on I think the second album, like 90, 82 or something like that. Yeah. My dad was uh rock and roll and played uh drums for John Lee Hooker. Okay. So that's blues, rock and roll, and a lot Gospel, of that. Gospel, yeah. So they had these children. I have an older sister who can sing like Patty. Yeah. She's just scared. I don't you know what I mean? <laughs> but Patty LaBelle, that is. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what I mean? I it was something about the church thing that I was kind of growing out of. So I got I heard Big Daddy Kane ain't no half stepping. <laughs> and it took you straight out to church. I mean, basically the the last. No, I wasn't like no pimp Mac stuff. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like nah, you heard I that. Like I'm gonna do that. Now, it like, was it was like uh, at the end of ain't no half stepping when he said Assalamualaikum. Yeah, I didn't know that was like the universal greeting or you yeah. know what I'm you know what I'm saying. So uh, I was like, as talented as he was. What was this gibberish at the end of the verse? Yeah. Right. I'm like, I got you, Kane. Because he just slid, in, slid it in there. I'm like, I got you, Kane. That You ain't even said no word. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So me just being a fan of Big Daddy Kane, I start asking people, what, what is that? What does that mean? What is, the, what is that? And then people start telling me about Islam and the connection from Christianity to Islam. Just start studying for myself, man. And then yeah. from that, man, how does this go? Okay. I go to high school. Like, I know I've known James Yancey. Right. Because Martha Yancey has been in, I've known her since second grade. I was like my girlfriend in second grade. His sister. His little and that's sister. His sister. Okay. He tried to beat me up with Frank, not with Dank. On the, Frank on the, and Dank? Yes. <laughs> on the playground. I know them two from way back in the day, and they tried to rush me or whatever. So, what neighborhood are, are you This is uh, Cranes Woods, Coney Gardens. Okay. Place okay. we call Coney Gardens. Yeah. My whole town. So, yeah. Eastside, knowing all those guys, grew up, everybody code name change, whatever. I'm uh this is John Doe. He was John Doe at the time. Dank wasn't rapping yet. He wasn't dank. He was still Derek Harvey. And from that, man, going to high school, meeting proof at the lunch table. That's Osborne, right? Osborne, correct. Yeah, so you went to high school with Ishan. Yes. No, Ishan graduated right before I got there. Oh, okay. okay. He's a okay. ninety when he graduated in oh, he didn't graduate, but when he left. When he left, yeah, that's when I got there. Yeah. So, so Eshan, my favorite rapper overall. I don't think nobody wow. can fuck yeah, with Eshan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Unholy and the be- is yeah. unmatched. And, and yeah. the best album to me, which one? 
Kill Dead flowers. flowers. Dead flowers. Really? Dead flowers. Oh, wow. Dead flowers. Now, if you no, don't listen to it, hold on. Dead flowers change the scope of rap music, right? Oh, look, Before Benny that, Siegel is Dead Flowers. Yo, look. All them dudes. Kanye West got his Kanye production, West production style. Production you feel style. what I'm saying? And Dead then flowers. to learn that. Uh, Shout out to Lord Magi on the production. Lord Magi. It's Jason Williams. It's Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson. Yeah, to learn that. Right, yeah. Fuck me up. Chaos, his old boy. Yeah, fuck me up. Eshan been on here. Eshan been on here. Eshan only got. Five interviews out there, and one where he is like this, uh-huh. and we the only one. We did it in 2018. Word up. And he signed my Dead Flowers album. Wow. I had the original uh, open copy that because I, I didn't know that they did. So, no, I knew that they did some reprints. So I had uh-huh. I bought the album from a white dude at work who had some extra. Right? I'm oh, like, wow. no, Ishan, I'm about to come on the show. I need that joint. So I buy it from him, and then when we show Ishan, he's he like, said, "That's an original." Oh, this is an original. I'm like, uh-huh. that bitch you, is in a plane right now. Uh-huh. We go, we go, we because I love this, right? <laughs> but so no, pr- Isha, just to say this, yeah, Esham, when I got to Osborne, the influence of real life productions was real, crazy. The real life jackets, E. I still want my E, my the mud on it. <laughs> yeah. I want my leather jacket, dog. Yeah. I talk you. Look. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna uh, tag you when I post. Gigi it, had you know one. His little man, Gigi. Like, yeah. man, listen. Yeah, them dudes. Yeah, the best proof. <laughs> Battled Esham. Yeah. In high school, yeah. And oh, he came to his class. He told that story. He, he said he came to his class. He told us that story. It was very serious. Now, Eshan yeah. being who he is, Eshan got an OG, which is Champ Town. Yeah, Champ Town is the one who really assembled a lot of us. Yeah, that got us like independently minded. Like yeah. you don't need no record deal. Yeah. yeah, he toured with Run and Chuck and. LL and all that in the 80s. Yeah. So by the time we got that independent influence, then Esham started doing it, even though he had the wicked shit or the yeah. unholy. Yeah. It was still that. That business model was yeah. unmatched. And it ICP took it and yep. went further. And then yeah. Strange, Strange music, music is showing yeah. you like, yeah. this is it. it and so we, uh, so Prince Vince, our godfather. Oh, you feel wow. what I'm saying? That's yeah. our godfather. Yeah. And we yeah. got his only documented audio wow. interview. He brung the two real crew f- from Finkel. Wow. And uh, wow. what's dude, what's, uh, uh, Damn Because his daughter Was on here too But the dude Who put the records out For the two real crew mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying So he brought them Prince Vince So one time Vince took us over Kid Rock house Right Wow Now Kid Rock The first person Who ever showed us The internet Crazy. But when we go In Kid Rock house Right all we doing is talking shit. We, you ain't out. fucking with Eshan. Eshan <laughs> the best. Did flowers, but we we fuck with Kid Rock because right. we fucked with ICP. Right. Yes. We just couldn't believe that people was this, this close. close putting out these records. Because to us, these records the biggest records in the world. Yes. You couldn't tell me Carnivore Carnage was an independent Dang, record. Big that was my shit. You feel what I'm saying? So that, we talking crazy shit. Let he, it man, Eshan this. He like Eshan don't got a better website than me. And we looked at each other like, like what's, what's a website? <laughs> he like come upstairs. I'm a show y'all wow. he put us on a computer he go to his website now we done talked all this shit right mm. it's a picture of kid rocking Esham and kid rock living room yes you feel what i'm saying yes. he called Esham. i got these guys over here man they love you we think he about to let us talk to him on the phone Esham like oh yeah you like all right i'm gonna call you back wow. <laughs> you feel me but like that's what i'm saying we've been around this shit season and it's like yo when we like i fuck with proof i fuck with d12 and all of that shit but like when we hear these stories and shit, it's like, yo, this shit for real. So like when my brother like DJ Butter coming on, I said, 
hey, make sure he can come on this Sunday, bro. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> hey, listen, the whole time it's leading up to you coming. I'm like, damn, I hope he coming. Like, cause anything can happen. That's why I hit you up. Like, you, you sure? Yeah. He, he the he the only one took me on tour, man. Cause I'm. Because of my situation with D12 and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we was, I, I don't really like touching on a lot of that shit because that's like the mainstream shit. Mm-hmm. But like you worked your way up to be in this worldwide phenomenal DJ. Oh, DJ Lynn Swan, our big homie. Yeah, oh, that, wow. yeah, yeah. Lin DJ Lynn Swan, our, he, yeah, Lin that's Swan, our big homie too, for real. He wow. showed us like just uh, uh, so much about the He business. showed us so much love that we didn't even realize that he was. DJ Lynn mm. Swan, like he would take, Super we humble, would, man. Yeah, we would be carrying his crates like into I said, doing my stuff. Black and shit. Like <laughs> yeah. black would be like, come with us, and we, he like, we just go go with Lynn Swan, and we carry in the case, and, and they be like, it's the competition. Somebody at this time, so you know, carrying crates is like when you coming up, right? But we like, if could go do it, well, we gonna do it right, and, and then we go be like, kill a competition. We at St. Andrews at the DJ competition. We don't even know that's where we going. We just like, we just there, yeah. We just with Lynn Swan, bro. Just we was young, y'all perfect. You know what I'm saying? We were super young. Like, we 40 right now, right? But, like, in 92, when we telling y'all that, like, y'all, like, 92, like, okay, we 10 years old. Like, we had a cousin named Dante who all, so my cousin Black is street rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then we got this cousin named Dante, and he is, all he telling us about is the The hip-hop shop. The hip-hop shop. Y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta gotta come to the hip-hop shop. Y'all gotta come. So, he's my grandma. My uncle Doug is my grandma brother, so, so Dante he's is my great cousin, but he our age range. You know how that be. Yeah, so so he, he come get us one day. He said we just go go watch. He take us to the hip hop shop. We never is, seen nothing like it. Like this is what like was this that? So that's probably like, like ninety four. Ni- wow. No, 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 no. It might be like ninety five ish. I don't know. Ninety four, ninety five. Cause we, be, yeah, we we super young. Cause we like, in his heyday though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so he just like we, we just never seen nothing like this. He like, like niggas got microphones battling. battling. Yeah, yeah. we like, like what? what's battling? Because we coming from the street side with right, my cousin right. and them. So we like what the fuck is battling? So he like watch, I'm watch this. Y'all. And we like seeing the for the, we we go in there and he like uh, this is shop. And we seeing clothes and shit. He like no, it's a shop. So cause and we I used to fold up all those clothes. So you had to be there. It was a Saturday. I know you was there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like we walk in and we like see. Like so, this is our introduction to right. your side of right. hip because we don't know hip hop and rap is two different things. Because at they this are, time, at like, the, can I show uh, y'all uh, how that happened? Yeah, let me show you the degrees. Right, proof and time got together because they had the same DJ. Shout out to DJ Kevo. Okay. DJ Kevo's from the Bronx. Okay, so Bronx raised his grandmother lived here when that Bam stuff started happening. Yeah. It was early. His daddy got him up out of there. You feel me? Yeah. All the young, a lot of young boys and stuff. Yeah, yeah and I, I believe that all so happened too. That yeah. happened, and he came here, but he brought the hip hop wedding. So all the Mister Magic tapes and all the mixtapes, all that with all the knowledge, five boroughs, yeah. five elements. That's why we call ourselves Five Elements. Yeah, that was dumped into us. He made us study. Yeah. He made it. I wanted to be a DJ yeah. first. My mama wouldn't give me no turntables. Yeah. So the mic was cheaper. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Microphone was everywhere. So yeah. with that, by the time I met Proof, linked up with I, we started making this music. Then uh, the Rhythm Kitchen started. Yeah. That was our first hip hop like right. club where I first saw Chaos and Maestro, Prince Vince. Uh, um, Dopadelic Dopadelic Triplex yeah. and how, Now how old are y'all at the, How I'm old 13. are you? So, And how old are you When this is all going Probably 13 Man, I, I, I got out of high school In 92 Okay so you Okay so like But you've been DJing As like a real DJ For a group Since you was like 14 That was right. a Sudden strength Like yeah. you're really a DJ Like Yeah if, so, you, if you go back to um, 
Candy Productions. It was yeah. On the east side. Oh, she, she used to just take us all in. Y'all got talent come perform in our backyard. We performed in churches. Um, state fair, when you do good, she yeah. get us on the state fair stage, the Latin quarter stage. So, you know, that's what that's who gave us our, our, our real our yeah. initial start yeah. to like this is a like y'all could do this in front right. of people. I mean, RJ Watkins was in our hood and then you had the plugger show. So Right. So y'all actually show. seeing the entertainment right. and it's working yeah. and it's like and then you seeing it because your man's like came from the Bronx. So y'all right. like it's a real thing. And then the hip hop shop come and like everybody talk about St. Andrews because that's the the uh well, commercial the shelter yeah, yeah the shelter but that's the commercial version of what was going on in Detroit but like the real when we say commercial no when I say commercial that's what's no no that's when I say commercial I mean popular but it really all starts at this hip hop shop in a no, sense no 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 no, no, no the shelter was before that the shelter was before the let me let me give it to you real quick okay going back to the rhythm kitchen okay the rhythm kitchen was the first establishment for Maurice Long to right. sell his clothing. Okay. He was back bouncing back and forth to New York trying to get his thing off. He'd been making stonewashed jeans since the 80s and yeah, yeah. all of that. Now he doing the street version, but he used to do like, what do you call it, man? It was like the Millie Vanilli clothes, dog. Like all that, that new music. Cause you know, the techno that dance scene. looking mu- shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because dance music that, was it. That like is, people acting like it. Is, yeah, though. no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Techno and yeah. all of that. And all of this is like we all the same children, like Derek May, the uh, Bellevue Three, R Force. You know what I'm saying? Juan Atkins, yeah. uh, Metroplex, all of that is that's our hip hop too. Yeah. Like you were saying with the LA Posse and all that, Dream yeah. 10. You know what I'm saying? We had our dance music version of it. And those guys were before us. So Maurice not necessarily hip hop, but he had the sense to sell the clothes. He and he was, he was booking the show. And he was okay. booking. Yes. So he bringing so everybody. He was bringing show here for five dollars. <laughs> yes. He was bringing all of them. He did that at thirteen fifteen yeah. Broadway. Right. You feel me? That's so he dope, was bouncing but. and doing these different. It was like thirteen fifteen, fifteen fifteen. Yeah. Proof was hosting. Proof was hosting. Oh, yeah. This is around a time when uh, man, it was Yafu Dafu. We was a group. Then we broke up. Then he went with Maurice Malone. Then we got back together. Dilla got us back together. That kind of thing. But at the same time, there was a scene. So 93, December, is when the hip-hop shop opened up. Maurice had been through so much bullshit yeah. from people not understanding our hip-hop, how we move, how we dress, how we look. Downtown, it was only like your, your punk right, white boys, the gothic people, us. Yeah, because Detroit uh, is a weird place when it comes to like music, like yes. music and, and, you and, and fashion. You see all of life, all walks yeah. of life. And the best representation of that used to be St. Andrews on the weekend this because Friday, we <laughs> Friday yes. was rap, Saturday is a real show, and then Sunday is just everybody come party <laughs> yeah, together yeah, like, on Sunday. Now, now check that out. That's in y'all day. Let yeah. me show you how it first started. Let me show you where they stole that from. Yeah, They stole that from Maurice Malone. And sabotage DJ Rowe. Those are three DJs yeah. that was spinning yeah. at the Rhythm Kitchen. They finally figured it out and said, We're going to do this three floors of madness. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's best way to describe it. Yeah. So you yeah. got Kenny Dixon Jr. upstairs doing his thing. Moody Man. Moody Man. That's the house. You know what I'm saying? The house music, all of that. That's upstairs. You got the uh, underground and on the uh, whatever and some mix on this. So it was switch floors. Yeah. Sometimes you would have a McNasty clan upstairs, you know, uh, Gabe and them drumming it out. And yeah. we can go up there and freestyle and rap over the. The instrumentals, they make the instrumentals for you. Yeah. Go downstairs and party, and then it could be like the goth underground, whatever. Yeah. In the basement. 
Well, Slim Fast and all. Slim Fast, all of that. So what basically happened was it started getting real dark downtown. A lot of melanated people started showing up. Right. The Europeans was like, we don't know if we can control the crowd if there's a fight. And if there, everybody in here was like, like I was saying, it was like under a banner of Islam, even though it was all nationalities there. It was still peace. Right. No fights. The women getting walked to the cars and the respect. Mm-hmm. This before the Erica about doing the hair wraps. I'm going to show you how that came in, too. The good smelling girls, the pretty feet and all that. All of that was our culture just unraveling and manifesting yeah. right. through this knowledge and stuff that we was basically learning at that time. That they called Neo Soul. That they called Neo Soul. Shout out to Kedar <laughs> Bassenberg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He dubbed it, but that was Happening what we here. were doing. Yeah. We started yeah. that. That's right. our hub. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So... You DJing for real groups Like you really a DJ Now this is a profession for you Because they right. coming to you Do you remember the very first party Somebody paid you to DJ at? Man um, I did a lot of uh, My homeboys Highland Park parties um, like, yeah. like Puritan parties You know F uh, For you to pee My boy Smurf And Reg Lee um, You know my homeboys Through cabarets and Right stuff. so you young. So I learned it, Like when I DJ For my friends Party Parties They young you know they a fight break out they can't replace my stuff you know <laughs> right what I'm yeah saying? like so it, was, it was a lot of that early learning replacing my equipment and stuff like that so, right right yeah. now what's the biggest crowd to date that you ever dj'd in front of man and with who man uh, i dj'd on um, i did some big stuff with Eshawn, man um just performing sunshine and going to the bay area and stuff like yeah. that. yeah just to see, it was just like, man, one time, one time we was in, I think it was L.A., and um, it was just a bunch of, like, gangbangers just coming all up on, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's up, DJ Butter? You know, they sitting there, had, man, they had a big old joint. We was like seven different weeds in the. <laughs> the joint, yeah. Yeah, so they was, it was just, they was all just oh, I super happy. I mean, yeah. They had T-shirts on from like the record stores from here. Yeah, wow. yeah. record yeah. time. They had. We went to. We was in Utah, man, and they they had. Uh, this dude walked in there with a Fago tat tattoo on. <laughs> the Fago logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We wow. walk in the store. They had a refrigerator full of Fago for us. <laughs> That's what's that's up love. Utah Right you know That's love, love. Yeah. You know And see it be those spots like that That yeah. really appreciate yeah. What you got yeah. going on now So How do y'all meet? How do you two fellas meet? Funky fresh In the flesh Yes Yeah I, uh, When I first met Proof uh, Like he He was like Yo, Sorry to hear about your homeboy You know what I'm saying So he He knew about my friend Ellie Who passed away At 15 Yeah So when when I met him, he you know we we would always run to each other at the hip hop spots, and you know they were a fixture of him. You know what I'm saying? So at the hip hop shop, they were they would put my tapes on consignment for me. You okay. know what I'm saying? So it wasn't too many people there doing that, right? You know what I'm saying? They had their albums, early shrink rap. You know I had my out my my tapes at the same time with the uh with my names on the on the cassettes on the cassette the actual cassette yeah, yeah so proof respected that you know he was like yo i'm gonna help you sell them you know what i'm saying so they eventually start pressing up their albums you know the first you know disc next, makers first dis- yeah. first dealer ep ever well, okay yeah yes yeah. Yeah, so. yeah we be slum village to the to the bunch yeah, yeah. so when i go in the hip-hop shop 
It would be our tapes. It would, it, DJ Tony Tone. It was a couple other guys. Ron G tapes. Come yeah. on, man. We Detroit. Had I mean, um, yeah. Detroit, it was only a couple. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. but we had everybody, but we, we put all the, in the front. Yeah. Like man, we're come on, to. Yeah. we're supposed to. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No diss yeah. to New York, but yeah. this Detroit. So what, coming up, we uh, on Insta Road, we had... Uh, Inktown. My big homie. Not, well, he, he, died. Died. he died. He died. Ryan died. Yeah, that was so, so yeah, yeah, Ryan, yep. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? He was yeah, he, he, he was trying to do something with the music too. Mm. But we used to have Inktown and then we had EMB. And EMB was a uh a offset of Puffer Reds from Ipsy. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, so it, and, and uh wow. it was Eric and Barry. Barry, Barry from uh, Chateaunique. So, so that's so where that the EMB was Eric and Barry. One of my older homeboys bought it from them. And we used to just be up there. We could be up there. Uh, I remember Tretch came for an in-store wow. But we would do that too If you from Detroit and all of that It don't matter if it's a new release If we got, we know we had a hot new release coming out We put somebody from Detroit right by it yes. Just, you know what I'm saying That's the best way somebody goes Like We it. remember Rock from Rock Bottom And them coming up there to do consignment Like we used to be right there Like you know what Looking I'm saying? at how to fill out the paperwork Looking at how to uh, fill out the Michelle, paperwork Because my homeboy had ended up going to jail You know what I'm saying He's not even my homeboy He was just an older person And he went to jail But right before he went to jail he had went to uh one of the music conferences because you know we was like the young rapping people in the neighborhood and uh you know how it go like the, the street gotta marry it somehow with the yes, money you know what i'm saying yes. it's got to and uh we used to rap and then when he went to the uh the music conference on the buying side he it clicked for him mm. he said we are going next time he had it was like five benzes in the uh, in the world made. He had one of them. It clicked though. Right. He everybody there shook. Everybody, but everybody got to talk to him. So he like, well, they got to talk to me because I sell the records. Nah, I can talk to them because I can have a group. Right. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And when it clicked, he went to jail right after that. Damn. You feel what I'm saying? But he he's always because the guy who uh, helped raise us start running a record store. So he always he never made us go home. If mm -hmm. my man, y'all just come up here, see how this shit work, and Learn we start about learning the, about it. So now, like how you said, y'all got the disc makers, but we know if we go get something pressed up, it gotta go through disc makers because we want the barcode. Yes, you feel what I'm saying? And you want the professional smell. Yeah, when yeah. yeah. you want you want yeah. the motherfucker to pop it out. Yes. That's what we. I remember when Master P Ghetto Dope dropped. People was really coming like dope fans. We closed at eight o'clock, right? Wow. We still had a line, and we don't got no more because remember it's supposed to come out on Tuesday. We selling that shit on Friday because wow. we want we need to run the numbers up. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So they can be number one right. on Tuesday, Tuesday. right? Because people don't understand how how y'all know it's number one already. Nigga been selling it since Friday, right. not before <laughs> Thursday, but twelve oh one. And niggas was coming like dope fans, but they wanted to that's pop great. that. You know, that's got what we had to do: clean up the parking lot because they yes. popping that bitch open, and, and they throwing, throwing their paper. And they, yeah. they excited, yeah, and then we like oh. Oh, this is real. And then we learn how to order the records, and we like that's how we really got into Detroit music. Because what was it, Vanguard? It, oh uh, wow, At Oak Park. Uh, no, it used to be no, not Vanguard. It was, uh, what was the? It the, was the, the, not in Detroit. It was in Detroit. It was the one stop. It was the one stop that you and had. And we used to go and because of the record store. Yeah. Oh, listen, bro. Yeah. I, he don't owe us nothing, but we the first people who put Little Flip on the map in Detroit what? because my partner. Oh, okay, the Murder Dog magazine, my favorite magazine, hands down. All right. I think you in there too. Yeah, a couple uh, times. Yeah, because I, I damn, I should have brought it. I got we got. Every fucking murder dog. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, my nigga Richie put me up on it. And once he put us up on it, it yeah, never, never stopped. Not, yeah, yeah. Right? So to end off our career, we was on the cover of the murder dog. That was our biggest goal in wow. music. We wanted right? to be on the cover of the murder dog. And we end up getting, but this is, we. so they used to do a year in, right? And they would count down probably like a hundred albums with Little Flip, the leprechaun, 
when he dressed like the yeah. Leprechaun was the number one album. But initially, like everybody else, we laughed at that cover. Who we didn't? said, look, but we said this nigga the number one. We got in. We got on the phone. We ordered that bitch. It was only two left. Wow. We ordered it. They sent it. The nigga said, if it come back in, cause this shit's so hot, do y'all want ten? And we'll just send them. Hell yeah. They called us at and guy said, we got five of them bitches. We went and got them. Wow. We started playing I Can Do That. We was on Belle Isle. Mm. Everybody asking, what's that? What's that? Oh, nigga, little flip. Where y'all get it from? It's a record store in Instagram. We don't say we got shit to do with it. It's a right. record store in Instagram. <laughs> it's only, it was only four left. Nigga, Saturday, everybody came to get it. And after that, flip blue out here you wow. feel me because we knew we could go get the, well once we found that out it yeah, was over yeah, you feel what i'm saying was, yeah look yeah, that opened big. us up so much because when we went and we saw all the detroit music that we hadn't got in the store we're looking at all this shit that just we didn't if you didn't bring it on we, didn't assignment, it. we didn't get it but when now we saw we that like, Go oh, get two of them. Oh, get, get two of them. Get, get three of them. them. You get, feel what I'm saying? If it sells, sell. If not, we'll bring it back. We'll buy it. If yeah. it don't sell, we'll buy that it. Because that used to have, that used to be the deal. Like if we had to, if, if it didn't sell, we had to buy it. If we ordered it, if we so, ordered you know it. But luckily, it was. I lived like, down flip. the street from it. Yeah. You know, so I, you yeah, know, yeah. See easy out there. Yeah. Listen, that was like opening the door to heaven to us when we found out when we walked in there. Like that shit was like it's the record store for the record store. Yeah, it's the record store for the record. That shit hurt me when they closed. Yeah. The wholesale price It couldn't get no nah, Better So eventually You become D12 DJ And then you uh, Now how do that work Because D12 is a collective And everybody rap And everybody know a DJ How you beat that spot out Because that's essentially I mean, What I, you did You, what, did, you what did I did It was like It was a moment where uh, Well Proof Proof and M It was calling in like We need to go to Scribble Jam It was a, It was a Event called Scribble Jam So that event I, I DJed that event for them. Yeah. You know, M and Proof wasn't there. But at that that time was they were showcasing their stuff. It was a lot of a lot of um trial and error with them in the beginning. So right. in that time I started recording a lot of music with them. I didn't know how long I would want to be on the road and tagging along. I didn't Yeah, you just I wasn't a tag along ass guy. Quick you know question. Was this D twelve or Dirty Dozen? It was Dirty Dozen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, right, right. yeah, it was that separate. Yeah, yes. it was. Uh, Just making sure. They had this song called Dirty Dozen. We live this shit. It was it was stuff that didn't make the albums that yeah. we performed. But in that time, it was like I had people around me. My friend, my fa friends and family was like, "Yo, if you your man's is working, y'all doing things, I I pay for some of y'all studio time." So that's when I started making albums and stuff. You yeah. know, early on, because I, you know, it was just like cherishing the moment. I didn't feel good about. You know, getting no rich man blowing no smoke in my face. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't play that game. Right. So you start Crazy Noise Productions and like you really put out real projects though. Yeah, like, I, like, I did that. As soon as my homeboy got killed, man, I got my EIN number 15. You know what I'm saying? Open bank accounts. Now, who, who, how did you have the foresight to do that so young? Well, it was um, my father. Um, my father got married uh, like right before I got out of high school. Yeah. My um, my stepmom, she had a, a a shop called Real Boutique. It's in the New Center area, but she passed away at forty five. But she 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 was really about her business. She knew it was gonna be a lot of money down there. You know, right, what she saying? was just an entrepreneur. Yeah, so yeah. she'd be you know she'd be on my case like if you want to be in the journalism and magazines and music business, this is what you need. You know what I'm saying? So and you listen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was I was in fear, bro. I didn't want to come. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't want to come out out of high school scrambling. Yeah, right, know? right, right. Because yeah. you know my father, he was hard. Like you know, nigga, go to the college or army or something. You, you know right, you knew you had had something to yeah. do, or you getting the fuck up. You know, because you know, I college, I wasn't focused. It yeah. was like shell shock. You know, I'm like, I right, can't right. sit in no college all day. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. So you um. You work with like one of my other favorite artists overall because you you actually produce for like well over two hundred artists in Detroit alone. Right. Like that's so you actually a hip hop community within yourself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I you, mean every album, every album I had like from Kill the DJ I put out Shit Happens. Um, I put out Welcome to Shitsville. Um, you know Wesley Valentine YBP. A lot of them guys. Um, at that time I I used to. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Sick Notes Studios. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I used to fill those sessions up, like yeah. just bringing cats over there, and they, they, my sessions would drip onto them. So they, right, right, because so many people coming yeah, through. So yeah. Proof was able to do Promatic, and they were able able to do their album, The Virus, and you know our sessions. I have about twenty, thirty people in there, so. Yeah, we just bang. And out niggas got to come with it though, cause yeah. these, yeah, cause these, these MCs, MCs yeah. these yeah. real MCs. Now, when we say real MCs, like Detroit. Is one of the It's a few of them But Detroit Atlanta and Detroit Them the cities where they got rappers Who people fuck with And then they got MCs Who fuck with the rappers And everybody fuck with the MC mm -hmm. Right so That's how I look at Outkast Outkast In my opinion It will never get bigger than Outkast in Atlanta You feel what I'm saying They and what, run DMC up Atlanta That's what I'm saying yeah, It'll yeah. never get bigger but they, especially Big Boy, because of Big Boy relationships, was able to move and groove through that through that street era. Yes. Because Atlanta's super street now. Nah. Right. And, and the niggas who known for Atlanta might not be the best rappers. Now, T.I. can rap his ass off. That's a hands yeah. down. It's you feel what I'm saying? But you got to think about people like the Young Bloods. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Attic Crew. The, the whole Attic Crew. crew. Yeah. Uh, cool Breeze. Watch for the hook. You feel what I'm saying? Cool Breeze. You see what I'm saying, though? But then you start ushering the Gucci's, the Jeezy's. You know what I'm saying? And to some people, we them niggas we just can't, can't give success in effect. That's the first. Yeah. See, yeah. I, you, you uh, got to put breeze. Yeah. yeah. I got to I got to go back uh, in. Success in effect was yeah. that one of that the, the first ATL. ATL like Atlanta got rappers and now uh, you can't forget MC Shadi. MC Shadi or Hitman Sammy Sam. See, that's what Hit I'm saying. Man, it's always Sammy been a, a street element yeah. and an MC and yeah. Detroit it's the same, same way. Kilo. The, yeah, Kilo G. Yeah. But but the perfect mixture of that street and MC to me, Bodie it, James. Bodie James. Yeah. And you got to work with yeah. Bodie James, yeah. man. And Bodie so James. like I'm a big Bodie fan. Like, you know what you I'm put saying? Me up on him, I can't yeah, like the first when I heard I sell dope all I sold dope all my life, oh, it was like, yo, yeah, yeah, like this nigga is for real. But you listening to him rap, right. and you like you if you know rap, you catching the rap more than what he's saying. Like right. he's rapping, telling you this shit. Right. So ever since I saw dope, and I don't know where that was at in his career. Like I I, I hear him say that that was like his first one. On, but you in uh, 2017, y'all did the art of rock climbing, bro. Like how is these like, sessions? We were actually excited about like like how, yeah <laughs> yeah like how is these sessions because. Working with Bodie is like the ultimate to me because he do a lot of projects with a lot of people and they all be different and all be hitting and you still get the streets and the hip hop. Like what it was meant to be once right. being from here. Like right. you like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like how was the, like, how did that just come about, bro? Well, um, Bodie was on my album, uh, A Piece of the Action with, with DJ Dez. Okay. I put him on there with a corrupt and we did a video with corrupt. Um, it's called Heavy Hitters on there. So 
we did a party after that. So Bodie was like, yo, I like what you're doing. You know, let's do more. You know what I'm saying? So I did a release party for a piece of the action. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm familiar with his neighborhood, school, craft, showboat, black, everybody over there. Um, so KA? Yeah, KA, that's my guy. Yeah. Know? So um, he familiar with me over there. So I just broke bread with him. Like, yo, let's let's come to the studio. Let's work. I, I seen the potential in him. And just young, I, I didn't want, I didn't want, um, to be like an old fogey kind of guy like right yeah you know what I'm just saying? showing love like yeah. just be, you know. i'm still a dj bro i still need yeah. new fresh music yeah. and i know what's hot and this is what's yeah. not even what's hot this is what's up because it ain't hot the shit ain't hot this shit this is this is what's up yeah. like it's gonna stand the test of yeah, times of it's go you know what i'm saying so what, what was the first song that came out of that session when y'all knew y'all go like this a project we been we we got a project that we working on. I mean, I we did a couple, man. Early, uh, heavy in the game was was the first song I think. Um, then I started calling like Coogee rap. That's what I was about to say, like okay. to put Coogee rap yeah. and Bodie James together, like because again, we young enough to know what's like. When I first heard Coogee rap and heard that list. Immediately I knew he had some talent Because you think the list is a part of him rapping <laughs> Like you right, know what I'm right. saying So for him to stand the test of times And you get to bridge the gap with him and Bodie Like what about the beat made you say I gotta get Coogee rap on Because it, it's only I a mean, production just, just thing business. When you get Coogee rap Like I mean, you know what I'm saying I mean he was signing Nas record label So it was like It was easy It was like business It was like yo, yeah. let me call one of Nas protégés so I was able to go to the record label and just just wedge my way in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a no brainer. Right. They gave me my check and I came back home and I think Bodie went to jail around that time. And then a lot of people don't know that he was the first, like one of the first on Mass Appeal. Yeah. Like I don't think Mass Appeal was ready. They just as a record label, you know they, what? I don't think they was I, ready. I think because because Dave East was on Mass Appeal and got some really good looks, and I only attribute that to Dave East being in New York. Yes, you feel on what I'm saying? That's no slight at Dave East, nah, but nah. Dave East also know he can't fuck with Bodie when it comes to rapping, and I like Dave East. You feel what I'm saying? And New York gonna stick with and New York. They, and, yeah, and, and, I mean, shit, it's just it is what it is. You got the story that the nigga from Queensbridge and, and Harlem, okay, Jungle heard him rap. Okay, I see this story developing. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Bodie, the story we get the he, story. He, yeah. he and the D. It's like. I can't just call you and tell you to come here because right. some shit popping right now this second. Right. I got yeah. a plan for you to come. Right. Now, if I call you and be like, what you doing? You'd be like, oh, nigga, I'm in the Bronx. That's different. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but how yeah. often does that go happen? Right. You right. feel what I'm saying? But I feel like shit, as long as he got to work with somebody from the city, which is you, I mean, I, let's do it. I, you know, I, I want more on my name than D12 and you know what I'm yeah, yeah 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 so, but you but you lasting through all of these eras because nah. like so many people who the people who know you from Bodie don't know you from D12 for sure like and, and that that that's dope that's a great thing. that's a great thing yeah. you know what I'm saying but then you still could call Kooji rap right or you still right. you know what I'm saying it's still you you already cemented in hip hop history that let me get on to the next so I mean our our we had a big show that was a big crowd. We, me and Bodie, opened up for Mob Deep. That was the last time we seen Prodigy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a couple what? Uh, it was at St Andrews Hall. Yeah, but how, it wasn't long before he passed, right? Right. Yeah. It was not too far from you know. He yeah. Died right after that. Yeah. yeah. And he was Prodigy was like we're 
He was asking me, Butter, where Bodie at? Yeah, because um, Prodigy, Prodigy spit one of the Raws versus oh, that, that other Bodie. Uh, Prodigy's got a daughter who went to music too, man. And yeah, I heard she real she good dope. too. I heard yeah. she dope, you know what I'm saying? So fast forward to 2022, and now you got good dope sales itself with King David, DJ King yeah. David featuring Pace One. Right. And this is a dope ass cover You know what I'm saying Like I told you bro I was gonna order it And I'm still gonna order one But you gotta sign Is it a Sharpie in here But you gotta sign this one Because we got some other stuff We go invite you to Because But you We'll talk about that off okay. But um, Let's talk about this project man Because um, it's, it's Initially As soon as I cut it, Turned it over I get to reading the names And y'all got four eyes on there yeah. From DTP And yeah. that's That stood out to me immediately Because I was like From DTP Like so how did that come about I mean, watching him on the internet, I mean, he remind me of, of Mud and the guys, Fiella, Slum Village, you know yeah. what I'm saying, his auras. I just don't think he belonged with DTP. It's just, unless he was over there doing some writing, because I know hip-hop <laughs> and I know industry, <laughs> right. you know what I'm Smart saying? Dance. You Smart feel dance. me? So I know why a, a guy like that would be over there, but like, that didn't give him a shot that he right. really needed. Like, dope, real dope MC, like. And and, 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 and then when he thought he had his solo shot, have you? do y'all watch American Greed? No. Okay, so oh, when he thought man. he had his solo shot, it was a white dude scamming and using him to get money, right? So it this was, was on the, American this Greed. This was on American Greed. So when the Super Bowl, no, when the All Star game was in uh, Vegas, the white dude rent ludicrous jet. Huh? Get Four Eyes, keep Four Eyes thinking he got a big ass situation. That's why the dude rent Ludacris Jet. He take him, he's showing him around, he's trying to raise money for the record label. But the white dude is a master scammer. And uh, he getting scammed because he putting him in the front like this right. the first artist. He was with Ludacris. And then he find out that I got scammed too. And this white dude got all this money invested in a record label that don't even exist. Wow. That shit was on American Greed, bro. I was watching that shit floored like that's you are right now. Wow. That, and yeah, so that, that's that, when he thought he was getting his solo shot. That's what happened. So for people to still be uh, fucking with him and reaching back, like he's standing the test of time too, because that's a blow too. Yeah. Because music, when you think you're getting your shot, if you fuck it up, that's cool. That's different. But if I find out like, like I'm crushed, bro. I don't want to like do the shit. CEO was running the scale. That's how big it was. It was on American Greed. Bro. Everything wow. falls when the label yeah, falls. You know? yeah. So who else on it? How did you hook up with DJ King David to do this specific project? Like what made y'all sit down with Pace One to do this specific project? Well, uh, basically, uh, they had him and him and his group, the Mountain Climbers, had a relationship with Pace and the outsiders previously. Right. I mean, we we were big on um, Big on Pace, one of the outsiders, because their influence on on Detroit and Eminem. Yeah, yeah. You know, way before I, I interviewed on um, Young Z a long time ago, before I met Pace, when I have a magazine, or I had a magazine back then. I'm, I'm making it into a podcast now. Well, what's it called? Funky, Funky Fresh in the Flesh. In the flesh. Well, for yeah, sure, for, for sure. Yes. So you know, he was um he was signed to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis back then, Young Z. Yeah. So I interviewed him, and Bazaar was at my house back then. Yeah. So I just from that I got the first that interview from you know on there. Okay. Actually. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. The so, homies. Yeah. So actually, you know, just to bring everybody together and just the vision of just putting it together. I mean, because he he don't really get his props. Yeah. 
like you know, like he should, like he should. Yeah. You know, it's kind of because the outsiders was on the come. Yeah, they was they was on the cusp. They was on the cusp. Yeah, they was on the cusp. They were. That's what I'm saying. They was on the. They was almost out of here. No, no, no. They were out of here. They were on the score. The Fuji's. Yeah, they went diamond. Yeah, they got. They was on. slang bars with Lauren and you know what I'm saying. All them dudes. See, and it be them flashes of hip hop with music because it's music. You know what I'm saying? When you be like, oh, we was on the score. We next, and then that's somebody else. That. That's you feel what I'm saying? Because you know, Pace Pace is a legend in his own right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He don't get the, you know, the the the, 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 the yeah, yeah. in his personal so, life and his no. But what, so what I was about to say with that man, if uh, whenever the next time y'all here or whatever, bring them, let, let them know. Yeah, let them everybody know. got the yeah. open. Uh, Everybody got the open, open door. door yeah, like once like, you come like, on, you got the you open got the door open door policy okay. because like as you can sit here and see, we could talk. Detroit hip hop with anybody we could talk regular and we young so you know we like right. like I said when my cousin first took us inside the hip hop shop and we seen people battle rapping like we didn't know like we like oh shit you can do that yeah. no, and so look then this what happened right so we we, start, we never played sports because obviously you can see we are not of big stature so the last time we played sports was eighth grade basketball right but after we seen that. If a nigga said he rap, we coming to you because we Wherever got a battle. You at, because we got Football a battle games. We, yeah, but we don't. We're not disrespectingly battle. Yeah, we're like we seen that and was like, oh, well, this how you get your it's name. We're on the scene because like we from. Let, let me say something about the battle, yeah. please, please, just for the for everybody listening for the battles for the hip hop shop and as well as the Eight Mile movie, the battles. Settled scores So we didn't have to War in the streets With each other Right that's what I was about to say We used it, to go it wherever It wasn't all just Oh yeah we did the battle And the battle now, now proof was battle heavy uh, M was on it too yeah. That's what D12 was Right Excuse right. me Dirty Dozen Dirty Dozen started As the Front line Of the hip hop shop Before you can get To such and such Before you can get to me Before you can get to time Sometimes even proof you got to go through this whole yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you can't even do that, I know you ain't even attempting to even. Right. Yeah. yeah you see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But proof was more of a shit starter. <laughs> he had the blood lust for that shit, man. And in his prime, brother, I'm trying to tell you. Off the dome. Right. Real bad. And that's what I said. So that's what it used to be. So once we seen that. Anywhere we went and somebody said they rap, we got to rap right now on the spot. We got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to rap right now on the spot. And then again, so from fucking with DJ, from being with DJ Lee and Swine, and we would start seeing more battles and more battles. Yes. So then we like, oh, we're not battle rappers though. We just, this is how you get your name yes. at this time. Like we don't even know that it's battle rap. We right. just walked in the hip hop. Oh, and don't be able to make a song after that. Cause we was always like, we got to make a song, you yeah. know? Cause once we realized you can get a record deal, at, at, at one point That was our goal So he was like You can't get a deal Battling people in the streets right. Somebody might see you Take an interest Take a liking But you have to come with A record after Subject that. matter Right So our first song Was yeah. called Sick of Being Broke We recorded it In the projects in Saigon Word On up. Hickory Street DJ Radio Ray He a DJ from Inkster We got in trouble Because we was out all night We we made the song And then that's how We learned how to test it too We made the song yeah. And then we went And we went to Belle Isle And we and we were seeing What people asked Was it what, what it was And we got in trouble for that But then my grandma Because we was across the street From my grandma's house we were, And my mom was like Yeah y'all was out all night And my granddad He the patriarch oh. He said but they didn't get in trouble. They was doing something they love. You feel what I'm saying? We right. ain't out selling dope. Yeah. So the punishment didn't stick. Because once the yeah. old man talked, 
That's what you feel what I'm saying. So yeah. where can people get good dope seller stuff? Because this is a real project. This is in my hand physically. This is a shrink wrap CD that I I am not opening. So I, you know what I'm saying? Because this is hip hop history. Because I get to meet you and get it, bro. And I'm I appreciate that. I I appreciate you coming. You know what I'm saying? Then you, you brought him. You brought mud. Oh, like God. I appreciate you coming. We appreciate you coming. But where can the general public get this set? It's on uh, Spotify, iTunes, title. Um, where, where can they order that real copy? Yeah, it's real, real, real copy through traffic distribution. Um, traffic is, is it's a distribution out of uh, Massachusetts. They got um Freddie Gibbs, all those guys. They yeah. go through there, so it's through traffic distribution. Y'all can check that out. It's online, you know, traffic traffic distribution. And what's next for you after this? Before we get up I'm, out of here, I'm working on um a podcast a podcast series as well. Um, we got a documentary out called De Detroit. Me and my boy Ron Mo. I'm doing another album, like a various artist album. Where can people see the documentary? Um, it's actually on Amazon right okay. now. Amazon.com. You can go yeah. there and get it. It's called Dylan Detroit. It's just, you know, um, I, I met uh, Dylan in the studio when he did Raise It Up. And I, I filmed, like, from there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, like, we did the Rebirth of Detroit together with Fire Ellen. Our travels through that, you know, it's on there in the the behind the scenes footage from all that stuff. We, I had to help help Miss Chancey do a lot of stuff. So okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So we got okay. a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, where they can find you? What you on Instagram? Yes, you can find me. Uh, we actually have a documentary out, the Untold Story of Detroit Hip Hop, which I help uh, co-produce. That's Champ on Amazon Town. Prime. Shout out to my man Champ Town. Also, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I was that. on that. Yeah, I, I was that. on that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like that. the yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Also, right, yeah. there's uh, I got a new release out, Top Dog Records over in Luxembourg. Five uh, E Part Three has a re-release, okay. so it's like two Dilla joints on there. Uh, some EC Tricky stuff. Shout out to my man E Pod and DJ Jules Baby. That's a '99 release that I just released, like on Proof's birthday this year. Okay. So that's vinyl, limited vinyl. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to grab that. Uh, so we can get all of this. Like Mostwantedrecords.com. Mostwantedrecords.com. What's your Instagram? My Instagram just got hacked. Don't even worry okay, about no that. Worry. Uh, so mostwantedrecords.com. Most wanted. Yep. Uh, a mud dog on Twitter. At M-U-D-D-O-G-G on Twitter. If y'all want to talk, connect. Yeah, hold on. You know what I'm saying? What's uh, your handles? At DJ Butter. Yeah. All across the board. Uh, I am DJ Butter on Twitter. Yeah. And I also had a more Mud show on Shout out to everybody it was yeah, Steve on, Steve Fure The more Mud show Vietnam That's on uh, YouTube So that's kind of like my walk around Not necessarily a podcast But interviewing And just me talking shit Stuff You know what I'm saying Keeping it alive Just you know what I'm saying Just letting people know This is what's going on Got a, a bunch of releases. I got a, a man, a, a library full of my catalog from 90. Now, how important do you feel today. that it is to get that stuff out now? ASAP Rocky, dog. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is a lot of people have lost the history and they really don't know where right. they come from. Like, that's like, why I appreciate Detroit this conversation. And Michigan man. really <laughs> needs yeah. a family reunion from Sag Nasty to Flint, yeah. Crooked Eye, Ipsy, Backdoor. Backdoor was a production group from where y'all from. And that's how I met um, the brother. Who's, uh, how am I forgetting his name right now? Lisa Change of Color. Uh, Nation. Nation. That's how I met Nation and all of them through Backdoor. Backdoor did the first Janet Jagme beat. Mm. Dilla heard the beat and then flipped it. And that's how we got it on. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Now let me ask you this, DJ Butter, because you are still a DJ. Mm -hmm. Who should I be looking at? Who should 
who's next in your uh, that you hear now that you like? Okay, that guy got something, or that young lady got something. Who would you say was next? Talent wise, yeah, talent wise. Uh, it's a kid named uh, Joe Spano that's that's coming up. Y'all look out for him. He's from the city? Yeah, he from Brewster Project. Bring him up here, bro. Word. Straight up. Yeah, like, bring you him know up what I'm saying? Send me a bio. It don't matter if he never, it, look, it yeah. don't matter if he never had a sit down conversation. Because we just, hey, if, if it's your first time, we go be the point of reference. If it's your last time, that's what they go play if something happens. I mean, he just, he a good energy person. Yeah, I think yeah. he, you know, he understand business. So yeah, bring, yeah, bring him up here. Definitely yeah, bring yeah. him up here, bro. DSNs too, bro. And yeah. Vietnam. That's what I'm saying. So, like yeah, it's, so since it's, we sitting it's, here, it's a cycle, man. If y'all want to load up, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Since y'all took the time to to come I'll keep sit your with clip us, full now. Yeah. Come bring y'all got an open door policy, like straight yeah. up, like right up, bro. bring okay. them through. It don't it don't matter if they never did an interview, bro. It don't matter if they're okay. afraid to talk. It don't matter, okay. like y'all we, pull it out. Yeah, yeah we, we gonna kick it with them. Yeah. And I gotta say, y'all excellent at this, like yeah. tag team, yeah. like GI Joe, man. Y'all like Tomax and Zaymont, the Crimson Twins, bro. Like seriously, man. I told you, hey, he was gonna be interested in the was about to run it. You feel yeah. me? Because hey, you know, y'all said Prince Vince, man. I was that's done. Oh yeah, yeah. Prince Vince. Yeah. Man, look, and look, a, a, a Trona, a lady named Trona, introduced us to Vince, and like he seen us, and we was thugged out. Like when it, I'm, I'm we young as hell. I'm strapped in his crib, and he he just looked at us and he was like, "Y'all can rap." We was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like nigga, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, "But can y'all sell a record?" Mm. Totally changed our whole view on everything. It, after he asked us that question Because I'm not afraid to say this We was Northern California California We wasn't listening to no East Coast I've never heard Listen I've never heard Ready to Die In sequence How you supposed to press play on it Oh wow He asked us that question That's impressive Right He And at, he used to get everything early He the first person played Life After Death for us And he said See He can sell it don't matter if you never listen to it, but he can sell some records. Mm. End up being one of my favorite albums. He once he asked us that can question, we bro, and we we started looking at, like then we was like we oh, changed our group name, everything because we was like, okay, this could sell, sell some records, records. like Gosh, like this could sell saying? some That's records, like, marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, look, he, he turned the marketing bug on to us. Doc Chill, Doc Chill, Doc Chill is another Chill. mentor. Doc Chill, Listen, yes, Doc Chill, yes. like real mentor. Like yes, he helped y'all with with everything y'all doing up here. No, well, we we introduced the podcast. We used to do the mark. We did the marketing for the second Cheddar Boys album, the, the one that was wow. in all the magazines yeah, and all that. Yeah, we, we did, did the marketing that. for yeah. that, bro. And he was small world. Yeah, like, hey, super chill. small. Like he yeah. we used to go when they was uh switch play TV and uh, uh downtown and uh, yeah. uh right by uh Cast Tech. We went to that building when we from the day we met Doc, we went to that building every day for two years, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To the point where we could go up there by ourselves. So y'all y'all met white out and all them. Okay. Man, we, we used to, to be, we used to be out in the uh, we'd be in the thing while they in the office, yeah. right? And they talking, right? right. And then after they done and shit, we call us in like, well, how can we market? Like, like market. what are we about to do with this? Because we was the young guys. With the, the internet was becoming new, so we'd be like, "No, nah, man, we got to get this shit reviewed on this. We got to, all we got to." Yes. That's how we built our relationship with Murder Dog calling. Asking about stuff that they had, then we would be sending them stuff. So we got the second Cheddar Boys album, uh, Run His Pockets and Dump Them yeah, in the River. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, Run yeah, His Pockets yeah, and Dump Them yeah. in the Bird, River when Bird was uh, yeah, yeah. doing his thing. Wow. Gangsta Boogie. And then that's how we built our relationship with the Murder Dog. Mm. So Because we was, was getting some good-ass reviews. So what ended up happening is every time we would start sending D-Gun a package, every time we would start sending shit, because different people review shit. So we would be like, uh, when we seen 
our first good review We'd mm-hmm. be like Hey we, It's coming from Michigan You know Look out for it You know what I'm saying So the shit don't get lost in the mail They got right. a mail room mm-hmm. And then the next thing Got a good review And then it got to the point Where if we sent it They'll review it Because we ain't sending No bullshit, bullshit. And yeah. then uh, Motherfuckers might get ads And shit Because they mm-hmm. see That oh, okay My shit been in there And shit Because none of these Nobody who really Fuck with street rap Was fucking with the murder dog Right, you feel what I'm saying? Out here, the murder dog would have to come here, and then they know about it. Then DJ we used to write for the ozone, yeah, all of that white. shit. Ozone used to have like a small section, and it was like about rap rapping, maps, was, yeah. yeah, the rap map. And I would go places, and nobody knew it was and me. We and would I would just sit, sit in there, there and I would listen watch to the, the shows music, and all of that. And then and I go, go write about write it, like about a journalist it. used to really do. Right, yeah, yeah. I would go write about <laughs> it and put it on the rap map. This show was this. Y'all the curators of the culture, man. Man, y'all was next. Y'all, I mean, I mean, because if you look at it. It's like you look at a lot of these these influencers who's in radio pos- stations position. Yeah, they don't promote artists. They, you know, oh, yeah, they 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 uh, they get on the internet and want to crack a joke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, and that's why we need these conversations with people like y'all, so other people can know we know exactly right. what we're talking about. Right. Though, like, like I said, man, the hip hop shop changed our life. Walking in there, yeah. uh, walking in doc office changed our yeah. life. It was a lot of moments, like when we met Prince Vince, like little things like that. And then we didn't know how big Prince Vince was, right? Like, but we we knew because our our family from that neighborhood, the Bronx and shit too. So we. He was telling us stories, and we like really be outside when they coming down the block because we are my auntie a fixture in and that then neighborhood. We told him who our auntie was because he like man, your mama look like Tamiko, and I say nigga, that's my cousin. And you then when he found that out, like, like my god, like, like this is my cousin? auntie, one of them ones. My auntie was one, you know what I'm saying? So then when we be places and meeting people, and we like, oh no, Prince Vince, Ded, they like what? Ded helped shape our style. Hey, like wow. we we was down there, we was my kids, too, yeah, yeah, we down there recording, and we in D Mama basement, like yeah, over off. Of what was that? It was yeah. on the west side on field, and we over there, wow. and he helping shape our style. He like, no, nah, do your ad libs like this? Yeah. No, we like ad libs. That's what you. That's what it's called when you talking in the background. Right. So then we going back to the dudes that we recording with, and we like, oh no, nah, we working with this guy Vince or whatever. They they know it's oh Prince Vince, and then our style started getting different. Prince Vince got us fly. We used to we looked like West Coast gangbangers when we met him because we influenced by the West Coast. He right. like, nah man, y'all ain't gonna sell like that. Y'all gotta dress like this and Gucci loafers. put us on Gucci loafers and put us That's on uh, Kahan, Kohan and yeah. like we over there watching wrestling. Detroit with, shit. Yeah, big ass leather couches, flat screen TVs and shit. We watching wrestling and the shit in the D and they DED like we could have uh, we could have went if we would have knew y'all was into it because you know DED wow. used to be you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, wow. so oh, shit. Doing, y'all, y'all. Oh, I, D, I don't know. Vince, we just was with him this summer, so Vince doing real good. But he said he just talked to D, and D was doing straight. You feel me? It's a Fredo too. You know what I'm saying, man? Look, we appreciate y'all, man. Open door policy, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm Antoine. I'm Santoine. I want for my brother what I want for myself.